0: Alright, everybody, welcome in to Load the Box. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what what to call this episode. This is kind of a weird one. Um, because we're not going to spend the whole time talking about the... I have to readjust because I'm on the left now. Talking about the Washington game, we are, we are going to talk about TJ Hawkinson. Uh, and the the mastermind trade that was that was conducted uh, from Kościuszko for Minsa yesterday, uh, Will, I'm gonna go ahead and pass it off to you. Let you start talking about TJ first. Uh, what you think he's gonna bring? Whether or not you like the deal. You know, just just your overall thoughts on it, and then I'll give my take. But I'll let you get us kicked off here.
1: Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited. Um, it's kind of TJ mania around here these days in Min Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, and yeah, clearly everybody's excited about the trade. I think it it caught people by surprise, right? The uh, there were there were rumors of the Vikings going after a tight end or at least a pass catcher, um, but no one expected TJ Hawkinson. Um, <laughs> Jared Goff himself did not expect TJ Hawkinson to be traded. Um, Hawkinson had said too that he actually expected to be traded, but not to the Vikings. So it's um, it's exciting for the Vikings, obviously, and their fans. I think it fills an immediate need. One being Herb Smith Jr. Unfortunately, is likely out for the season again with a high ankle sprain that he suffered on the KJ Osborne touchdown on Sunday. Kind of nobody really noticed it, right? Because it was a touchdown, but um, he got rolled up on in his, during yeah. his block. And so, um, unfortunately, he's going to be out 8 to 10 weeks, which, I mean, you do the math, that brings us right about to week 16, 18. I mean, right to the end of the season. And we need a tight end. Johnny Munt can't really be tight end one if you're really looking to, uh, you know, move the ball through the air with a tight end. So, Hawkinson fills that void. He's, um, I mean, he's big. He's strong. He's real athletic. He... He has speed, um, not wide receiver speed by any stretch, but he's got he's got wheels. Um, Irv Smith himself is fast too, but um, you, you've seen some of the highlights with with Hawkinson. He can he can break tackles and he can he can stretch it. I think against Seattle in Week Four, he had like a 80, 81 yard catch and run. Um, brought it from the minus fifteen to the plus four. <laughs> so he's he's got the ability to make big plays and. I think the thing that um, I'm most excited about with him is just like I mentioned, he's got the ability to make runs after catch and also just great hands. Um, he catches everything you throw at him. And so I think this is huge. I think it's understated with the Kevin O'Connell offense, how important a tight end is um, Tyler Higbee was huge in Los Angeles last year in their Super Bowl run. Kirk Cousins we all know loves tight ends. He's had a tight end as his number 3 receiving option every season that he's been with the Vikings um above any third wide receiver and so having Hawkinson is going to be an absolute boon for the offense. I'm I'm really thrilled about about the the trade honestly. I think we didn't give up too much and we got a really good player in return for about a year and a half. So um and obviously if we extend him that that even is more but yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting. It's kind of a conglomerate. Um, how about you? Where are you sitting after about 36 hours of this? Yeah, I feel like
0: he is. Uh, he's just so like I, I don't want to overstate what he is because he's he's. <clears throat> it's not like we went out and we traded for Travis Kelsey. Um, no, nor do I think we needed to? Um, I, I think that he's a very solid red zone option. I think that makes our red zone offense, which is. One of the better red zone offenses in the league, um, if I if I have that stat correct, I'm pretty sure like we've really bumped up the average uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I know I think we went like five for five on on Sunday. Uh, once <laughs> you know if we got in the red zone, we were we were punching it in. So I think he adds a lot in that way uh, in the red zone. But he really is kind of a a do it all tight end. Um, it used to be an old running joke on the show. Uh, when Kyle Rudolph was still in town, that they loved to throw Kyle Rudolph's like wide receiver sc- uh, tight end screens, and he would get like six or seven yards and then get tackled, and we were always like, why are we throwing those to Kyle Rudolph? He's not really a, you know, he was just a red zone guy. I think TJ Hawkinson is the kind of guy who, yes, he he gives you the same amount of red zone, like dominance, if you will, because he's just such a big guy. But he's also going to be able to get it done uh, in between the 20s. I mean, you look at some of his uh, games yeah. this season. Um, you know, uh, the the Seattle game that you already mentioned, he had the, the really big catch. Uh, he finished with 179 and two touchdowns in that game. So I think we're talking about a player that any given Sunday can take over an, ent- an entire game and – if, uh, if the defense does adjust to TJ Hawkinson just destroying them, you know, over the middle, making big plays, making these catches, well, now all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're worried about the middle of the field. Justin Jefferson's getting potential one-on-ones on the outside. And so I just think – I think it's such a good move. Um, you know, I, I, I was – Hoping the Vikings would make a would make a play for Chase Claypool or even like a Jerry Judy, but with the of Smith, you know the like you said he got rolled up on, and with him looking like he's going to be done until, you know maybe he comes back for the playoffs. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm I'm glad we went out. We got a I think the best available tight end, and we got a tight end that is it just another Johnny Munt who's going to be a body that can block and and maybe you can scheme him for a touchdown or or something like that. No, we went out and we got a legitimate weapon. Um, Also, kudos to the Vikings for, kudos to the Vikings and specifically Kwasi for a couple of things here. One, having the cojones to trade in division and say, you know what, Detroit, you've been rebuilding for, you know, 50 years almost. Uh, We'll give you a second round pick. you won't do anything with it like you'll probably draft a bust with it so we'll come we're comfortable trading with you guys uh and also kudos to Quasi for not saying you know well kind of what i was saying on monday night show uh about how you know hey this season's kind of we're playing with house money like i didn't expect us to be you know at this echoed and and i was kind of expecting us to you know go a, a couple games over 500 maybe So kudos to Quasi for saying like, no, yeah, the Vikings are six and one. We're going to go out and we're going to get a legitimate good, like a a B plus and A minus tight end. And we're really making a push here. So I really liked it. I think that it's a, it's an elite move. What did you think? I, I, I don't remember if we talked about this after the draft, because I can't remember when like you came to the show. What was your take on, what is your opinion on trading in division? You know, we make the trades with with Detroit and Green Bay during the draft. Now we've made another trade with Detroit. Would not shock me at all to see us send, you know, uh, some first-round picks over to get, like, R- R- Rashawn Gary at some point uh, from Green Bay. Like, it seems like Kwasi just doesn't care.
1: They're just another opponent. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think initially, you know, at the time of the draft I think my initial take was oh yikes we're trading with the Packers and we're trading with the Lions um I think especially when I saw that the Lions were able to get Jamison Williams then I think I was kind of like a little bit concerned and a little bit confused at the approach um but I think now that I've watched Quasi in action and we've had about seven months to just sit here with this and kind of see what his plan is and see kind of what his process is. I'm kind of over and now on to the side of like, they're just another opponent. Yeah, You play them twice a year, but unless, I think maybe the, the the piece where I would have an issue is honestly more from the Lions perspective is if you're trading a proven commodity to your division rival, that's where I see more of an issue. If you're trading draft picks, that's just, It's 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 all, you know, gambling at that point, really, Um, because even even though they got, you know, supposedly a really good player in Jamison Williams, for example, as far as I'm aware, he hasn't played a snap yet. Nope. And we don't know anything about what he's going to be. Same thing with the Packers. They got Christian Watson with one of the picks. We traded them. He's uh, he's been all right, but he's had some big drops. He's been hurt. Um, So, again, it's it's you're kind of banking and you're betting on the fact that your division rival will not draft well. And the Packers historically have not drafted wide receivers well. And um, at least early round wide receivers, they've gotten some steals in the later rounds. Um, But early round receivers, not so much. And with the Lions, I mean, they've been a train wreck for years. And so, like you said, trading draft picks, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. On the lion side of things though, if they're, if you're giving up your, your previous pro pro bowl tight end to your division rival. Um, I'd be more concerned about that because at minimum now Detroit has to face him three times in the next roughly 25 games, because we got one more this year and we got two more next year and they got to deal with that guy three more times. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, we've talked about Hawkins and, you know, he's not Kelsey. He's not Kittle, um, not Mark Andrews. He's not Gronk, but the guy can play, and he has burned the Vikings. He's burned the Packers. Um, he has the ability to stretch the field as a tight end. The tight ends we have now, they're not going down the field so much. Um, Hawkinson is someone who can run that seam route, even run an out route, um, do some things that you know fades in the back corner of the end zone. So anyway, with from where Detroit's sitting, I'd be more concerned if I'm a Lions fan.
0: I agree. I I think that's the perfect take. Well, it was kind of like that. I I kind of agree with that. And even going back to the draft, I think that that's my overall outlook is like, yeah, if we're going to trade down with a division rival, that's cool. We will get their draft capital and give them less picks. So they're taking, you know, a bigger gamble. And we have mo throws at the at the doubt belt mo poop to sling at the wall and hope it sticks. You know whatever whatever metaphor you want to make, but I wouldn't want to trade up with a div like I wouldn't want to see us call Detroit or call Green Bay or Chicago, um, and say hey let us give you a haul of draft picks. So we can move up to get one draft pick. So I, I like Kwesi's style. Um, it does, you know. I kind of make I make this joke because I made a, a trade in fantasy football, and I feel as though I am the big winner of the trade because I got Travis Etienne, and I ended up losing, you know, a, a decent wide receiver and a quarterback. But now I make this joke. Well, now nobody wants to trade with me ever again because you know if the if the guys i traded don't perform well. If these draft picks don't end up being home runs, quasi good luck calling Detroit and saying like, "Hey, do you want to you want to send us some some guys? Do you want to trade up to the, you know, to the what was it, the 12th overall pick?" So, you know, you got to be a little careful yeah. with how bad you're fleecing uh the teams in your division and the teams around the league, but man oh man does this feel like we really stole one from Detroit and like you said he gets to play against his FOMO team three times and um, I don't know if you listened to his press conference uh, I listened to it this morning oh not this morning I'm sorry on my way home from work today and he was talking about how his dad grew up a Minnesota fan and his room is painted purple and gold and um, he's excited to be in the true Midwest again because Detroit's not the Midwest and I was like he really does look like the Vikings logo. I'm all about it. Like I'm all about it. So um, I think we pivot now uh, to talking about the Washington commandos um, and yeah. all of that. But I think overall is it, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think we're both very happy and excited about this trade.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I'm trying to contain myself a little bit. Cause you know, it's, he's a tight end. It's not like yep. he went and got Justin Jefferson's clone or something, but Um, I think the thing that I'm most excited about is that it's just clear that Kwesi is being aggressive and they want to win. And you think about these moves that have been made, whether it's, you know, from the signing of Zadarius Smith, Jordan Hicks, um, re-signing Kirk Cousins, the draft, and then now this one with Hawkinson. These are not moves that Rick Spielman would have made. And so... It's very clear that already in the short term this this move to Kwesi and, and O'Connell is already paying off and it's just it's exciting and you can see that this this franchise has an outlook and a vision and they see they see a chance this season with a weak NFC and a six and one start and they're going for it and it's exciting
0: yeah absolutely um, I feel better today this will be my last thing and then we'll get on to the commandos I feel better today about going to Philly for an NFC championship game. Than I did before the trade happened yesterday. Before that, I was like, "Man, we have to play a perfect game." Now I feel like we have another weapon. As long as we can stay healthy, <sighs> gosh, down it. There's a chance. Like, like you know, you know what I yeah. mean. So, um, all right, well, let's talk about the Commandos. Um, I will. Uh, uh, let's see. How do I? I, I, I let's Let's go, you folks. Let's get your take on uh, on Washington. Um, what your expectations are? Who you think's gonna win? Um and and most importantly, you know, how you think the game is gonna play out, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think you and I have a little bit of a different perspective on this. Um I see this as a I think it'll be a competitive game. Um so I think the Vikings are gonna win 30 to 16. Um I think this will be sort of their first I mean the Packers game was a blowout, I guess, but this is sort of maybe one of those games where you know you think they should win by a, go- a good amount, and I think they will. The line right now is only about three and a half, so oddsmakers are thinking this is going to be another close game with the Vikings. I think the way I'm the way that I'm looking at this, and why I think this will be a two-score game, is a few different things. One being the Redskins, excuse me, the Commanders' offense. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> the Commanders' offense is just bad. Um, they have some weapons. I will give them that for sure. I think I was pleasantly surprised at the amount of weapons that they do have. Um, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, um, McKissick out of the backfield. They've got some guys who can, can shake a little bit, um, and can stretch the field. Terry McLaurin is, is no slouch. Um, but Taylor heinecke is, he's limited. He's, he's exciting. He's got the clutch gene he's um you know he's gonna make plays but he makes a lot of bad unforced errors um throws off the wrong foot throws interceptions and when he really in positions where he shouldn't be and i mean he's a backup quarterback um he's he's not he's one of the better backup quarterbacks and he's got a machismo and a a mojo about him but he doesn't worry me um i Obviously, the Vikings will take him seriously. And I think part of the reason, too, why I think this will be a you know, relatively competitive, but the Vikings will pull away sort of win is, you know, I, I know you're going to talk about this a little bit. I don't think it's as much of a trap game as the fans and many are, are thinking this might be, you know, six and one team, Buffalo's the, the game after. It's just been very clear with this team that they're a very much week to week sort of team. And we, as the fans are looking at the schedule long-term, the players don't, aren't doing that so much. Um, They are very much in the moment. I think O'Connell does a really good job of keeping the team in the moment. I also think that this team has taken every game seriously and they have seen what it looks like to not play well and to almost get beat by teams that are inferior to you, a la Chicago, Detroit. And so, I don't think this is a trap game. I think they'll take the opponent seriously. It's sort of a revenge game for Kirk cousins, his first time going back to the FedEx field. So I think the Vikings will take care of business. I think it'll be a little bit ugly. Um, the reason why I think we'll end up getting to 30 points is I think Jalen Rager is going to take a punt back for a touchdown. All right. That's That's going to be my, my bold prediction of of the week. the, the commanders have punted the most times in the league. They've punted 45 times in eight games already um, tied with the Broncos for the most in the league. And so I think with their anemic offense, they're going to give Rager a ton of chances. And I think he's finally going to break one. He's played in this field uh, or in this stadium, you know, for two years now being a member of the Eagles and a little bit of comfort and also just tons of chances. I think he's going to break one. So, I'm actually gonna give him my game ball as well. Technically, he's special teams again, not so much offense. But with the with the touchdown, um, I think that'll kind of stretch the game out a little bit. It'll turn a one score game into a two score game. The Vikings hold on to it. I think Greg Joseph gets back on track, um, gets a few field goal opportunities, makes his extra points. We need him to, and I think this is an opportunity to do that um, with a lot of field goal attempts from a you know a pretty decent, pretty good commander's defense um, once you get inside the red zone and um, a stout pass rush. So the Vikings won't score as many touchdowns as they did last week, but they'll still have plenty of chances to score. So I think it's going to be 30-16, well-contested game, but um, Minnesota will pull out at the end, pull away a little bit.
0: Yeah, so I agree with you that I think the Vikings are going to win this game. Um, My rebuttal to the the trap game narrative, um, I think it's almost impossible – like, you have to be a very strong mind to not say, as you're game planning for the lowly commandos and they're selling the team that got announced today, Dan Snyder's working with Bank of America and it's all this chaos and and Ron Rivera is is being real hateful with the media and, and all this stuff going on. I think it's almost impossible to say like, oh yeah, we should save this play for Buffalo. And like, oh yeah, if we do this in this game, we can put it on tape this week, and next week against Buffalo, we can do this. So I think it's almost impossible that in the back of some people's minds, and I'm not saying everybody, but in the back of some of the players' minds and maybe some of the coaches' minds, not to be thinking like, hey, we've really played like one elite team this season, and we it was kind of embarrassing on Monday Night Football playing the Eagles. Now we're going to Buffalo we have to play the Buffalo Super Bowl... The Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. We should probably be ready for that. And so I do think the Vikings win. I think the Vikings have a lot of experience winning close games. And I think that's going to really play a factor here on this one. I'm going to say the Vikings take this one 27-26. And I think that it's 27-26 to 26 with like 11 minutes to go in the game. And then nothing <laughs> happens. I think that the defense... Just make stand after stand. I think that, you know, come Monday night, we'll be griping about how we've got to get a little more creative with the fourth quarter offense, and we've got to put teams away and yada yada. But I I do think we win. I'm just saying, well, I think this is going to be a very tight game. I think Washington will cover that three and a half. And I, but I do think the Vikings will win. Like I said, and I, I alluded to it on Monday, and I'm kind of doing it now with looking ahead to Buffalo, I think that these close game experiences is really good. Like the Vikings are going to have a lot of experience being down one possession with two minutes to go, being mm-hmm. up a possession with two minutes to go. Like They're, they're going to be comfortable in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so as we play better teams and as we get deeper into the season, all of a sudden, like, there should be a little anxiety lifted off of our shoulders whenever the Vikings have to get a touchdown on this drive or else the outlook is bleak because they've kind of done it all season where it's like, oh, yeah, they need a, they need points. They go get points. That, you know, we, we should kind of expect that from, from Kevin O'Connell and his offense. So uh, Vikings 27, Commandos 26 for the game ball in this one. I hate that you had offense and you didn't pick Cousins. That really upsets me. Um, but I, I guess I kind of get it. I'm going to go with Daniil Hunter. I think that Heineke is going to see what the Vikings did to Kylo Murray on tape. And he's going to say, okay, well, I got to run away from these guys, not just let them engulf me. And so I think he is going to, I think Daniil's going to get two or three sacks that honestly you could put on Taylor Heineke. I think he's going to be running away from Zadarius, right into the waiting arms of Daniel Hunter. And it also wouldn't shock me to see Daniel Hunter make a couple of big plays in the run game this week as well. Um, so I'm going to go Daniel Hunter game ball, close Vikings win, and then we're on to Buffalo for a very exciting uh, game between hopefully two seven and 7-1 teams. So I guess Buffalo, uh, they're not on bye this week either. They already had their bye. No, they they have a game. Uh, the Jets. Oh, that could be an interesting one. That could be a very interesting on one on the road at the Jets. Yes. So, um, all the way over in New Jersey, they have to leave the comfort of New York to go play <laughs> the New York Jets. But, um, so you know, could be two seven and one teams going up against each other to to duke it out uh, at Sunday uh, at noon. Uh don't understand why NBC didn't want to flex that. I don't. I don't really know everything that goes on behind the scenes. Um, so I'm not going to gripe about it too much. But um, I think it'll be fun. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to give my final thought really quick and then pass it off to you to, to get us out of here. Uh, make sure that you shop Unified. Make sure you follow the show at LTV Vikings. Follow Mr. Will Goodwin at WillBadLose. Uh, check out the BadLoser blog and check out Vikingsterritory.com uh, for all of your Vikings you know, news, and, and articles, and opinions, and, and just all of that kind of stuff, because they have a great team over there, and they're pumping out just banger after banger in terms of content, so um, you can catch the show on Monday, we'll be doing a Day Late Nadal show, a post-game show on Monday night, Well, we'll be recapping what happened in this game, but other than that, that's all I have, everybody be safe this weekend, enjoy your weekend, and, and hopefully C- Cousins Hopefully we're both wrong. Hopefully this is like a sixty-three to zero blowout because <laughs> Cousins is just he's still pissed that Washington didn't want him. Um he kind of you know he kinda gives the uh how comes they don't want me, man? Like the fush Prince of Bel-Air thing, like him and O'Connell are hugging on the sideline, Those tears falling. It's it's a whole thing. But uh yeah, that's all I got. I'll pass it off to you for your final thoughts, man.
1: Awesome. Yeah, honestly, last thing I got is just um curious excited anxious to see a new piece in the vikings offense we haven't seen an in-season trade for a major piece in minnesota i can't remember since when um josh freeman maybe randy moss oh yeah moss josh freeman josh freeman you can't say he wasn't a <laughs> i was ma- thinking was randy moss fan. in 2010
0: <laughs> yeah that's interesting <laughs> um so I, i'm
1: excited i'm excited to see uh what comes out of this and Um, I I would expect him to play limited snaps in Washington, just getting used to the playbook with only a couple days of practice, um, and then hopefully maybe unleashed a little more in Buffalo, which could be a nice little trick up our sleeve. So that's all I got as well. Um, Looking forward to Sunday. It's going to be a fun week, fun weekend Vikings football. That's all we got. Thanks, everybody. Skull y'all.